to wonder you know what you're doing yes that's true so why would I worry at all cause you're faithful to supply let's just declare this together church, would you please rise for our first song. Yeah. 
Good morning, church. Scripture this morning, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. 
in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. If you please remain standing while we confess together the faith that we hold precious in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Let's open worship this morning by going to God in prayer. So if you would, please bow your heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this morning for this Easter journey, for the reminder that your son, you sent your son to die on the cross for us to help us, to forgive us for our sins. And uh, Lord, we, this morning we just ask you to uh, be with us as we worship. Lord, we ask that you bless our time together, the music we're about to sing, the message we're going to receive a little later. And Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen. <laughs> Word became 
Okay, everybody, hang on to your seats. It's time for announcements. Up first, Romy Schatz. Romy is the daughter of uh, Greg and Kate. This is, a, this is a missions announcement. Romy is off to a, a year-long adventure. There's training. There's locations that she's going to go to. She's going to be on the mission field. If you've got experience with this kind of thing, you know that this, this isn't free. You know, she's going to need underwritten. She's going to need funds to carry this out. And so today out in the lobby, there's going to be a table. I think Romy will be there. There's envelopes. If you would, prayerfully consider going that direction, taking one of those envelopes, and helping Romy to fund the mission she's about to undertake. And of course, keep her in your prayers. Second, um, the Haiti Project. The Haiti Project is coming up uh, April 6th. That's a Saturday. It looks like we're going to be packing 80,000 meals. If you've been here before and done this, you know what this is all about. Um, if it's on your calendar, great. Show up. It's going to be a good Saturday. The, once this is done, they come and pick it up. It, it works like clockwork with Mission of Hope. They'll get these boxes, they wrap them, they ship them. The end result, children are fed. Their bellies are full. Their minds are clear because they have minerals and protein. And they, their success rate in school goes up. It's an important time. April 6th, Haiti Packing Project. Good. You're next. Thank you. We're take teaming because there's just a lot. I just want you to know the Lenten journey that we're on right now will continue all the way through and when we get to Holy Week, it's a very special time, and there's lots of opportunities to take this journey. Uh, March 24th is going to be Palm Sunday, and it's a, it's a time where Jesus enters into Jerusalem, and he is getting ready to go to the cross. Uh, a couple things are going to be happening, and you'll see it up on the schedule there. So we'll have that Palm Sunday worship in the morning. But at 1230, we're going to be showing a film entitled Following the Footsteps. It's a documentary uh, taking place in the Holy Lands, really puts things into perspective of what Jesus was doing, where was he, and um, I know that Greg and some others previewed this and said it's very, very good, very well done. So just maybe be thinking that might be a great way for you to start out Holy Week and to kind of get the context of what Jesus was doing. So that'll be 1230 on Palm Sunday. And then going back to the rest of it, we have the Seder Supper. And uh, for those who, are, who came last year, if you just raise your hand, just take a look around. Um, it is a time where we experience what Jesus was doing 2,000 years ago in that upper room when he was celebrating the Passover meal. And if you saw a hand go up around you, maybe catch them and say, well, what was it about? Uh, just a beautiful time of expression. And if you go to our Church Center app, you're going to find a lot of information about the Seder Supper, ways in which you could be involved and also come and be a part of it. So please be thinking that way. Then we have our Good Friday service, and we're going to gather together, and it is a, a, a time of worship. But it's a time of focusing on the sacrifice that Jesus did for you and for me. He gave his life. And then we celebrate Easter. And let me tell you, after everything that goes on in the week of Holy Week and we get to Easter, we can celebrate what Jesus accomplished on the cross in the empty tomb and his uh, resurrection for you and for me. So we're going to be talking about this 
for the rest of the month. I really want you to be thinking all of that is a, one package. It's one story. You don't want to miss any of it. So if you would, come and be a part of that. Let other people know and let them come experience this Jesus who loves them so much. You did good on announcements. Okay. I'm going to give you an A. Okay, should I? Okay, you saw the Easter lilies. That went by, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. There it is, Easter lilies. So now, um, just a couple of, of quick things, kind of standard every Sunday announcements. Um, a welcome. Let's begin there. If you were here for the first time today, I don't, I don't know a better word than to say welcome and to say we are glad that you were here. And if you would like to know more about us or if you have questions about you know, who we are, how do we do things here, or if you just want to make yourself known, there's a way to do that. You text 1C guest to that number, 94,000. That will connect you with a staff member and we will reach out to you, have coffee, visit you in your home, whatever it takes. But we are glad that you were here this morning. Prayer request. Later in the service, we pause for just a little bit to read out loud prayers that people have sent in. And if that you want that done for your prayer today, text your prayers to 402-242-5051. And I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue to worship.
said it'd be a narrow road This world will never be my home Journey might be lonely But I'll never be alone Oh, oh, oh. Said it be a narrow road Said it be a narrow road So why am I surprised when it seems I'm on my own Said it be a narrow road This world will never be my home The journey might be lonely but I'll never Boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. Come right on up front here. Find a seat on the floor. I am excited. We finally have George back with us again today. Did somebody say George? That's George right. in the house, everybody. Can I get a whoop whoop? Are you serious? <laughs> Been gone for like three months. Can I get a whoop whoop? Yeah, that's what I'm that's talking better. about, brothers. Yeah, that's a lot and better. sisters. Yeah. They're, Hi, they're, Greg. Hi, George. You know, they really missed you, George. Oh, I missed you guys, too. I just want to lick every face. Come here. You first. <laughs> oh, no. I don't need a lick. Thanks, George. I thought you were talking to the kids. Whoa. Well, that everybody, was scary. One by one, line up. I could make a dollar for each one. <laughs> give know, it to Romy. Yeah. Okay, we've got a good idea going here. I don't know about that. I'll do you a licking booth. I, okay. The kids really missed you, George. And a couple of people asked me if you had switched churches. They hadn't seen you in a while. Yikes. That's abandonment issues right there. <laughs> don't Where worry. Where are your moms? <laughs> I lived for like two months. <laughs> don't worry. I reassured them that you didn't, you didn't change churches. That oh, you've, you've just been busy. And you couldn't be here. Yes, that's right, Mr. Greg. I just have not. Well, I have just not been available. That's funny you say that, George, because we're in this series called Serving Challenge, and today our topic is availability. That's funny. I Nobody's laughing, Greg. Nobody. Well, it, Don't want to hurt your feelings, but wow, not funny. It's funny because you said availability, and well, you haven't been available to come to the worship service. Yo, okay. Greg, I don't understand what you're getting at. No. Not funny. George. What? You have not been available, available. to come to the service. We're yes, well, let's all say available to help Greg feel better. Available. <laughs> we still love you, Greg, but you are not funny. All right. Leave that to me. 
Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. So where, where have you been, George? Well, you, you want to know where I've been, Rick? Yeah. Well, listen. Since you haven't been okay, available. Okay, let, let, let me teach you. Let me just talk some things out. I think maybe it doesn't make sense to you. Greg, when you sit in church, in a worship service, yeah. what do you do? Well, I sing songs. Yep. I listen to the sermon. Mm -hmm. I take communion. I mm -hmm. pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get fed spiritually, George, when I come to worship service. Okay, so Greg, you get fed. Yeah. Sure sounds like you are the one being served, not doing the serving when you sit in worship. Right, Mr. Greg? Uh, I think I see your point there, George. You know, you're right. you're right. But it is good to come to worship. Well, of course. Right? It's good to get together with our, our church course. family, to hear God's word, to pray, to, to receive communion. And you know what? There's a lot of people that serve on Sundays, too. Okay. You know, there's, there's the band that sings, sings songs and leads us in worship True. songs. There's people who serve communion, mm -hmm. in the tech booth, cameras, yes. lights. Okay. People bake cookies and make coffee. I eat all the cookies. Those are so good. Sorry, they, guys. They had some new oatmeal raisin ones today. Oh, sick. Yeah. No, raisins. <laughs> Am I right, kids? Give me the chocolate chips. Don't ever do that. Don't ever say that again. Yeah. And, well, you, and people greet, too. So that, That's serving. Well, Mr. Greg, you're right. That's serving. That's true. Yeah. Can I tell you where I've been? Yeah. Why I haven't been in the worship service here, Mr. Greg? Please do, George. Please do. Well, you see, a couple of months ago, my cousin's treehouse, it just blew away in a windstorm, and he Whoa. needed to rebuild it and have a place to live. So I say, George will come. So George went, George helped build cousin's treehouse. Takes a long time. And then when I was done with that, then my neighbor, he had a, he has a banana tree, and he lives off the bananas he makes. And yeah. then Mr. Craig, you know how it got very cold. Yeah, really And so cool. George said, I will stay up all night in my teepee making a fire to keep your banana trees from dying. Wow. So I do that. Greg, I help. I serve my friend, my neighbor, by keeping banana tree alive all night for a long time. I almost lost my other eye and that freeze out. <laughs> yeah, I think you lost your bananas, George. What? I'm just Greg, ki you're just not kidding. Greg, we've been through this. Let me be the funny guy, okay? All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> you know what, George? I think that is a great example of what it means to be available to serve. Oh, you yeah, know what? That that's you, what I'm saying. Yeah, you put, you put others in front of yourself, you saw a need, and you went and helped your neighbor and your cousin. That's really good, George. It's nice of you to say, Mr. Greg. Yeah, and you know what? That makes me think of, of a verse for today in uh, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Okay. The, the prophet Isaiah is being called by God to be his prophet. Isaiah. And so he says, then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. That's and that's kind of like you, right? You heard God say, hey, go yep. help these people. And you said, well, send me, I'll go. Yeah, that's kind of how I saw it. Yeah. And you know, Mr. Greg, so you said you're doing a serving challenge? Yeah. Are you going to say something inspiring, challenge everybody to serve today? Well, George, I think you kind of already challenged us to serve when you pointed out that just sitting in worship service is not serving, but being served. Well, I'm doing the teaching and I'm the funny guy. 
You got a, yeah, it's a good thing you showed up today. I need a pay raise. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Greg, can I just share something about serving? Yeah. You know, Mr. Greg, it does, it is very special to serve, and I just need to say that even though I've missed church, I feel very full of God's love. That's good, George. I feel very much like serving was doing something that God felt he called me to do and George do. And, and that feels like I obey God that good. That's a good place to be. Yeah. So you even, even though you weren't in worship mm-hmm. getting fed spiritually, while you were serving, you were getting fed as yes. well. Yes. That's, Helping that's others amazing. is the best way to feel full for me. That's great, George. Yeah, I am what? great. <laughs> what is God in me on that one? So I'll just say that. What do you say we pray, George? I think we should pray. I like praying. Let's, Let's do that. Prayer. Kids, All let's right. pray. You want to pray with us, kids? All right. Okay. All right. Let me hold your hands for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There okay, you I'm very ready now. Okay. All right. Re- repeat Will after you me. hold my hands, Greg? I'll hold your hands. Absolutely. You All right, George. Ready? Okay, let's pray. Let's pray. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for being available. Thank you for being available. For leaving heaven. For leaving heaven. Coming to earth. Coming to earth. To rescue us and set us free. To rescue us and set us free. Help us to be available like you. Help us to be available like you. To serve others. To serve others. Amen. Amen. All right, boys and girls, you can head on back to your seat. Bye, guys. You want to go see if they have any chocolate chip cookies? Oh, yeah, we got to pick out the raisins and then eat the other cookies. All right, let's go. Okay, bye. Not sure how we can shift gears from that to communion. Uh, God wants to give us a gift, right? Um, I think that is a gift to be able to hear the word of God taught in a very unique and uh, clever way. Uh, But he's also going to feed us and take care of us with this meal. And before we receive communion, we're encouraged in the scriptures to confess. To confess our sins and our need for a savior. So if you would join with me as we pray the prayer of confession. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. And very pointedly, I'd like to tell you that because of Jesus, and only because of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. And that's the best news that we can have. And being forgiven by him means that we have a power to be able to live on this earth as servants, as disciples, as followers of Jesus. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, He broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper. And after he'd 
given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. We continue the celebration. Jay. 
arrange it someday for a crown to the old rugged cross I will ever be true it's shame and reproach gladly His glory forever I'll share so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I'll lay down well I will cling to the old rugged cross Exchange it someday for a crown. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Well, I'll cherish the old rugged cross. Till my trophies at last I lay down. Well, I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. And as we bring these requests before you this morning, we ask this, that Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. A prayer for a daughter's health blood sugar and blood pressure issues, and, and a prayer that you would guide the doctors to find solutions, and that you would keep my daughter and my grandson in your perfect peace. A prayer for a friend's son. Physical and mental health issues are in this young man's life. Lord, please hold them close and give them strength in this difficult season. Jesus, we bring to you the Matthews family and the Clarkson community, simply asking that you will hold them in your loving arms. And here is a prayer for wisdom and for guidance for a son to work through the difficult decisions with a dad's health. There is much to consider. Jesus, these are the prayers that we have before us that are printed and in the sanctuary today in each individual's heart. There just are probably prayers going up right now. Listen, hear, and answer, and thank you. And as we close this section, we just want to close with the Lord's Prayer. It's one that you gave us so very, very long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. stories, hopefully quick, and it, maybe we could say it was good, better, best. The first story has to do with um, my uh, second oldest just learning how to talk and starting to put words together and sentences together, um, and, and yet we couldn't quite understand what he was saying. He would go something like blah, 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 and blah, 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 and we would be hearing it all the time, and I'm like, I just, say it again, and he would just do it. And we just couldn't, couldn't get it until I realized he was saying something that I would say. And this, these are the three phrases. I love you, gotta go, get out of my way. <laughs> Not one of those proud moments. I was a brand new pastor, and I wanted to get to church and do my thing, and I was just like breezing through, and I'd say that, and... He learned that from dad. Second story. And um, I think it's probably 15 years later, maybe 20 years later, and um, I'd be done at church at 9.30. I'd come home. I'd pull the car into the garage. I'd get out of the car. I'd come in. I'd go to the refrigerator, get something to um, either eat and drink, and then I'd sit in my recliner, and then I'd grab the remote, and I'd go like this. What message do you think I was telling everybody in the house? Yeah, leave me alone. Or with the theme for today, it's, <laughs> I'm not available, right? And um, then I had I'd gone to a conference, and the speaker was talking about our behavior and how communication, 80% of it is nonverbal. 80% of what we tell people is nonverbal. And I was telling the message that, leave me alone, right? And so... He challenged everybody, think about a behavior that you're doing that is sending a message that is contrary to what you want to send. And that was what came to mind. And then he said, what behavior can you do that would send a different message? And I, it came very clear to me. When I came home, all right, my new behavior was when I walked through the door, the kids are usually all around, and I would, I would say to them, hey, where's your mom? And they would tell me where she is. I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go say hi to mom. And I would go up and I would find Kristen wherever she would be in the house. And I would give her what I called my first five. The first five minutes. I'd ask her how she's doing. How was your day? Is there anything I can do for you? Um, showing that I'm available to her, right? Then I'd come down and I'd give my kids the second five. 
and I would do the same kind of thing, ask them how they're doing, and then I'd go to the refrigerator, and then I'd get to my recliner, and then I'd get my remote. But a different message was sent. So it's getting better. The third one is, is um, I'll just say, tender for me still, five years later. Um, the first service ended, this was back in Tucson, and my son calls me up. And with uh, um, lots of tears in his voice, you could just hear it, he says, Tommy is dead. Um, it's our step-grandson. And then he says, I don't know why I'm calling, but it was the first thing I wanted to do. I barely was able to get through the second service. Uh, I got Kristen, and then we made our way to the home that they were all kind of gathering, and it was a, a house full of people. And I remember walking from room to room, not saying much, just kind of standing there, and I was praying for every single person that was there. And then near the end of uh, several hours of doing that, um, Tommy's dad came up to me and said, Jim, I know what you're doing. You're praying for us. The ministry of presence is powerful. I didn't even say anything, but I was available. When we're done today, I want you to know how important it is for you and for me as disciples of Jesus, as followers, for people who say that we love him, that we learn from him what does it look like to be available for people. And it could be the person that's next to you. It could be somebody at work or at school, in your neighborhood, somewhere. The importance of availability can change someone's life. All right. Now, with that in mind, uh, last week we looked at this scripture from Philippians 2, verse 5. It says, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. And again, I talked about the fact that the word attitude really is a kind of a combination of head and heart. When those kind of come together, right, it forms an attitude which leads to action. All right? Attitude will lead to action. And Paul is telling the church in Philippi, and he's telling the church here in Columbus, folks, have the same attitude, the same mindset as what Jesus had. And then he starts unpacking it. And we're going to be doing it for several more weeks, all the way through Palm Sunday. So you want to come every week. You want to hear this. I also want to encourage you, come to a small group. There's, there's like 10 of them. Uh, come on Wednesdays if you'd like. We're, we meet in here and we, we talk about this stuff. But come and listen. So here's where he takes us in verse 6. It says, Who, as he already existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. You know what he's saying? Jesus is part of the Trinity. He is part of the deity. He is God. He is at the right hand of God the Father. That is a beautiful, prominent place to be. But Jesus decided, his attitude was, I love the world so much, I'm going to make myself available for humanity. 
I'm going to leave the glories of heaven and I'm going to come down on this earth and be available. Now, the scriptures tell us what this looks like. And uh, this passage from John 1.14 from the message version, it's like one of my favorite uh, scriptures from the message. It goes like this. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Isn't that cool? God, Jesus, who was up in heaven, said, I want to move into your neighborhood where you are. And we saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. So this was the apostle John speaking, the one whom Jesus loved, the one that was kind of at every turn. Wherever Jesus was, John seemed to be there too. And he saw this, this Jesus that moved into the neighborhood, and, and he knew what was important to him. And so he writes this out. Now we go a little bit further and we hear from another John. This is John the Baptist. And he's going to now identify something really important about this person who's now made available. So the very next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and yelled, Here he is, God's Passover lamb. He forgives the sins of the world. This is the man I've been talking about, the one who comes after me but is really ahead of me. I knew nothing about who he was, only this, that my task has been to get Israel ready to recognize him as the God revealer. That's why I came here baptizing with water, giving you a good bath and scrubbing sins from your life so you can get a fresh start with God. So John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, is now pointing, you know, when Jesus was walking towards him and said, look, here's the Lamb of God. He is now available for people like you and me. And he's going to do some incredible things. He's here for you. Now the response of that, right? Like the Pharisees, Sadducees, they were like, oh my goodness, what's going on here, right? And other people who were waiting for the Messiah were like, okay, could this be the person? And so there was a lot of, a lot of different thoughts about that. But I'm going to say this. This is, this is just a phrase. Jesus made himself available. That's what both Johns are ultimately saying. The God of the heavens, Jesus, decided to come down here and make himself available for humanity, for people like you and me. And there's no better storyline than that. He didn't have to do it, but he wanted to do it. He wanted to love us. He wanted to make himself known. Now, this Jesus, um, it's been his storyline. He made himself available to Mary and Joseph. Remember? Christmas. Or he made himself available to the shepherds. He made himself available to the wise men. And then when you look at the Gospels and you walk through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see one story after another where Jesus said, I'm here for you. You're important. Just a couple quick examples. When moms were bringing their children to Jesus to have him bless them, we're told that the disciples were like, no, this is not good. Get, get, get away from here. But Jesus said, no, let the little children come to me, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. In other words, I'm available for children. Wow. Or how about um, the broken, the vulnerable? I mean, the list goes on and on. We could see the list. Um, 
the people that needed healing or needed to hear words of encouragement. Jesus was available, and he did so much. Um, we hear this, this phrase, tax collectors and sinners. Jesus would rub elbows with the least likely because he was available for everybody. Not just the religious elite, but for those who are feeling, well, less than accepted. We're going to take a moment and we're going to watch a video clip, but let me just kind of set the scene. Um, we find this, and uh, I'm going to use the chosen because I think they, they capture this story from the Gospels really well. Uh, there's somebody named Jairus, and he is a temple official, and he, he's got roles and responsibilities. He has now come to faith in Jesus. He, he knows there's something about Jesus that's remarkable, and his daughter is gravely ill. So he goes to Jesus and says, please, please be available for my daughter. And so now they're on their way to go to the daughter, and the crowds are pressing in on them um, because Jesus is getting to be known, and people are curious. And as they're making their way, there happens to be this woman who for 12 years had a disease. She was bleeding for 12 years. And you're going to see what's captured in the Gospels, beautifully done by the Chosen. So let's watch this. Everybody back. I asked the question. Who touched me? Master, the crowds are pressing in all around you like this, and you're asking who touched you? They all have. Someone touched me. I felt that power went out of me. touched me. Come forward, teacher. It was me. Just the fringe of your garment, only the edge, I promise. You are not unclean. Why my garment? I'm sorry. I, I know I should have asked. But if, if you touched me, it would make you ritually unclean according to the law. I, I was sick. I was sick for 12 years. I bled and, and, and no one could stop it. But, but I believed if I could just touch a piece of your garment. <laughs> and I was right. I was right. Thank you. Who told you I could heal? A man from the pool. <laughs> and he was right. The blood has ceased. My daughter. I'm no one's daughter anymore. Look up. Yes, you are. 
daughter. It wasn't my piece of clothing that healed you. But it was instant. I felt it right away. I know, but it wasn't this. It was your faith. Teacher, she was bleeding so long. We can take her. She is clean. Bless me today. And I know. My daughter, I know it has been a fight for you for so long. You must be exhausted. Go now in peace. Your faith has made you well. Very stirring. I think it captures what we find in the Gospels about Jesus. Um, with everyone that he came into contact with, he had something to offer. But it begins with him being available. So if you're sitting here today and you're hearing the message, whether it was um, from George or Greg or myself, um, God wants to use people like you and me to serve. But it only begins when Jesus serves us first. That's how it goes. So I'm going to share with you five really quick things and five scriptures, and I want you to hold on to these and um, pray about it this week. And ask that question, how available do I make myself as an ambassador of the gospel? So let me walk through it real quick. Um, the very first thing, keep your life clean. Look at what David says. He says, purify me from my sins. I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. David knew that the only place that he can get his life clean, spiritually especially, right, is to go to his God. The, the woman knew that the only chance she had was to go to Jesus, and her life was changed. Secondly, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. Oh, one of the moving parts of this story is, you know, here she is down on the ground. She is just in pain um, over all the stuff that's been going on in her life. Just think about it. Physical issues, emotional issues, relationship issues. Because remember, she was ceremonially unclean. She couldn't be around people. And what did Jesus do? He actually kneels down. Goes eye to eye with her. And then uses the word daughter. And she responded in a way that I would expect after all those years. I, I am nobody's daughter now. And yet he says, yes, you are. And then he says, look up. Look up. And that's what 
I believe God calls us to do. We, we need to look up to Jesus because he is the one that is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He is the one that says, you are worth it to come down to this earth for. Third, keep your eyes open. Psalm 105 in the message version It says, keep your eyes open for God. Watch for his works. Be alert for signs of his presence. God is working. God is working. He's always working. And he wants to work through you and me as we become available to people. Don't be like Jim Thielen running out of the door saying to your son or daughter or somebody, I love you, got to go get out of my way. I think we need to learn the art of keeping our eyes open and our hands ready to love and to serve uh, whenever God calls us to do it. And it might be on your way out of church today. It might be right away. Fourth, keep your heart grateful. Second Corinthians, Paul says, but thank God, he has made us his captives. And I just want to stop there. It sounds oppressive, but it's not. What it means is he envelops us with his love, He hedges us in with protection. He does all this really good stuff because he's available for you and me. And continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. God's desire. God's desire. So be thankful. Be thankful for who God is. Be thankful that his dream, his plan, his wish, for whatever reason, I'm going to tell you. Sometimes I just don't get it. But he wants to use broken people like us to love others. That's an amazing story. And he wants that story to be written in our lives. And then number five, keep your purpose firm. And maybe I I can also say it, keep your purpose um, in focus at all times. And we're told in Acts 13, for David, remember the man after God's own heart, After he had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. And I'm going to just say it very clearly. God's purpose, not your purpose. God's will, not your will. And I know it is such a battle because of our humanity, because so often we are consumers. It's all about me. And yet God is saying, "Uh uh-uh, it's about you being a contributor. It's about you taking what you've received and now giving it to people. And it could be just standing there, praying for somebody who is grieving. It could be having a conversation with somebody and just being there for somebody. Know why you're here. God God put you on this earth for a purpose, not just to occupy space for 24-7, 365, and for how many years, but he's got dreams for you and for me. Ask him about that. And then the last verse, this is 2 Chronicles 16. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. So I just want you to be assured of this. As you say, okay, God, I want to... I want to be more available for other people than ever before. God is going to come alongside of you. He will support you. He'll give you everything you need. He's given you Jesus so you can have forgiveness and be clean. He gives you the Holy Spirit that gives you faith 
not just for yourself, but to express to other people. And he is going to walk with you every step of the way. That is his promise. And he's given that to us. So may we receive it in faith and live out that faith to his glory. Let's stand. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
and everybody go in peace and serve the Lord. Stop praying that addictions end. Don't stop praying for deliverance. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and amen. Oh, don't stop praying for the sickness healed. Don't stop praying for his power revealed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and amen. Oh, don't stop praying for the kingdom come. Don't stop praying that his will. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and amen.
city Long days turn to long nights If you're drowning on the inside With every beat of your heart If there's dust on your Bible If your soul's needing a revival Well, even if it's been a while You can come as you are God loves people like you Cause God loves people like me A lost and hopeless sinner That mercy has redeemed And if you feel like he don't The cross is proof that he does Praise the Lord, oh hallelujah That God loves, God loves people like us Oh yeah people like us, yeah. If you've been dealt a hard hand, and there's so much you don't understand, fighting battles with the questions running through your mind. If you're thinking that it ain't true, cause how could anybody love you? Well, here's the good and the good news, he's never
Wouldn't it be great if there was an answer? A quench for the heart, a cure for cancer. Holding us close like a tiny dancer with plenty of love for everyone. Wouldn't it be cool if we had a direct line straight to the top? We could call any time, whatever the reason or inclination, with no hesitation. If only there was somebody watching over us. He does, he does, he does. Oh, by the way, he was. He is, he was. What if it was true? Knows you more than you. He does, he does, he does. Oh, by the way, he was. He lives, he loves. What if Jesus saves? Oh, by the way, he was. Wish it was a love, a love unconditional. Maybe our condition wasn't so critical. That's our politicians, that's so political. They don't work miracles, but he does, he does, he does. Oh, by the way, he does. He is, he was. What if it was true? Knows you more than you. He does, he does, he does. Oh, by the way, he does. He lives, he loves. What if Jesus saves? Oh, by the way. me in the night, brought me to the light, I'm not who I was, no one loves me like he does, he does, he does, he does, oh, by the way, he is, he was, what if it was true, knows you more than you, he does, he does, he does, oh, by the way, he was, he lives, he loves, what if Jesus saves, oh,